Welcome to Blueprint of Fate. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Fate. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. Grace be to you, and peace God our Father, and from our Lord Jesus Christ. We have been studying the power of words last two episodes, we talked about, um, I was trying to give you a foundation as to what words, the value of the words that we talk about to ourselves, our family, our friends. I uh, first introduce you to creation when God began to use words to uh, recreate this earth that we are in at present. I took you to Genesis chapter 1, verses 3. We showed you how God was uh, specific in how he used his words to create. Um, Talked about uh, Abraham, and God used Abraham's name changed, caused people to begin to confess who he was. And uh, from Abram to Abraham, meaning father of many nations, so that every time someone called his name, they were actually confessing who he was. And God came to Abraham to show him step by step how to um, receive his promise from God or how to walk by faith. For the Bible calls him faithful Abraham, father of faith. So we saw that took you through the scriptures and I showed you um, what uh, the power of words have to do. And in life and in my life, we talked about how the words can damage relationships that we have with our friends, with families, and even with ourselves. Uh, so the reason why I was doing that was to bring you to this place that I'm taking you to, is to show you how to create your new world by changing what you say. So um, it's our responsibility. We talk about uh, faith, and faith is very important within our confession. Um, Romans uh, 10.10 says we believe and therefore we speak. It talks about um, a principle that you need to initiate in order to begin to, to start walking towards your goodness. 
we studied uh, Romans, in particular, I took you guys into Romans chapter 4, uh, verses 19 and beyond, where we looked at Abraham's life specifically, and uh, have done that over time. And the reason why I'm doing this is to build up you and I, uh, step by step, how we can walk by faith, as the scripture says, for the Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. And so if we are to live by faith, to know what it is and how to implement it. I mentioned to you in previous uh, podcasts also, that faith is just not one thing. It's a series of principles that are put together and is called faith. And I use Abraham's life to, um, in Romans chapter 4 to break that down to show you. So what we're going to do today is uh, go a little more and extract some more insights in, into how to create in our life so that we can start seeing those things that manifest in our life. I talked to you about grace. Grace is a really important part of our creation because the Bible says that through uh, grace and the gift of righteousness, we shall reign in this life. And we talked about what righteousness is, um, the uh, righteousness that uh, the Bible is talking about. It says that when Abraham believed God, when he was convinced um, in Romans chapter 4, when he was finally convinced that God was able to do what he said he would do, Bible then says that he became righteous. God accredited that process to him, um, righteous. And so that when you hear righteousness in the Bible, it's talking about um, living by faith. You've come to a place where you're absolutely convinced that God is able to do what he says he will do. And this is what all of our lives are about anyway, is that um, we have to come to a place where we are in our situation where we're absolutely convinced we're washed away of all of our powers, we've washed away of all of our devices in our minds, and then we, uh, we have nothing else left. And so um, there is a story in the Bible of this similar situation that I'm talking about. It's about a woman with the issue of blood. Now, here's a woman that was a woman of means, because the scripture tells us that she um, spent all her money, um, went to, to the doctors and so forth, to get healed, to find out what this disease was about and how to get, get it uh, delivered from it. And uh, she was actually uh, broke. She spent everything she had that she needed to to get her, um, uh, you know, to get an answer as to what was happening. And then the scripture says, as we read it, it says she heard um, about this man Jesus healing people, and uh, so she was spent at she was at the end of her rope, as as we say today. She was uh, she spent her money. She had no place else to turn. Uh, we saw the same principle. We see the same principle. The um, the uh, uh, prodigal son. He had all this money, and um, 
He uh, spent all of his money, had all of so-called friends with him. Then when he was absolutely broke, everyone turned away from him. When eventually we saw him um, being with uh, pigs. And then he comes to this revelation, says, ah, I can, I mean, my, the servants in my, in my father's house are even better than me. All I have to do is go back to uh, my father's house and, you know, I'll, he'll give me what the, the servants have. Not knowing that his father had been looking for him day after day after day because he's still the son of this um, person. So he has to come to a place of desperation, a place where you're empty of yourself. Um, the woman with the issue of blood, she came to a place where she was empty of herself, all of her abilities to do anything else. She got nothing, no place to go. And so you and I have to come to that place because it's right there that you and I first receive our revelation and we call it that light bulb moment. Here we go. Ah, you know what? I should do this. The woman of blood, uh, the woman with the issue of blood, she heard about Jesus and she said within herself, she has this revelation, she said. What did she say within herself? It was this revelation. And she said, all I have to do is go and find that man. And all I have to do is touch his garment. And I am going to get my, not my uh, healing. And so she proceeded to go and to uh, um, accomplish what she had said within herself. And as she proceeded to go and... Um, go to Jesus. She's, the Bible says she was going contrary to the crowd. She was pushing against the crowd. Some resistance in other words. And so um, you and I will have resistance when we are believing for something just like this woman does. She had resistance against the crowd, and she, but she kept pushing and she kept pushing until she reaches that hem and she reaches out she touches the hem of Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us that at that moment, virtue, uh, that word means power. Power came out of Jesus Christ. And um, you have to picture this thing. Here he is amongst hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people, uh, pushing at him. And she touches him, and he makes a statement. Who touched me? So... Um, she yelled, I did. And uh, the disciples looked at Jesus and wanted to know if he was crazy. You know, what do you mean who's touched you? There's so many people around you here that, um, you know, this woman touched him. She touched him differently than the others. Because we're just grabbing her maybe attention or whatever. She touched him with purpose. So, what our lesson is going to be is how to touch God purpose so that you would get your, your desired gift. And um, in this studying of, um, of the power of words, the series, um, I want to take some time and just first take a look who God is and, um, and his character. And uh, we look at our character as man. 
Bible is, uh, has a lot of things to say about that. Because the reason why I'm focusing on God's character, what he says, is that it means a great deal. Because um, his character now, when God speaks and he releases his word, is actually his character demands that he fulfill his word. So uh, if he doesn't fulfill his word, then there's a breach in his character. You and I can exploit because of who he is. There is no breach in his character. So as you can say, his words then are like gold, as they say. So if he says it, he means it. If he means it, he has to do it. So I want to take a look, um, if you can, with me. And um, we're going to do a few scriptures so that you can see for yourself what I am talking about. And um, because this is a place where we come to learn about uh, uh, the principles of God so that we can apply it in our life and become pleasing in His sight. And the book of Numbers uh, 23.19 talks about uh, uh, God. It says that He's not a man, that He should lie. And um, I wanted to get a chance to bring that to you because it is important that you and I understand who he is because if we understand his character, it will help us and bring us to a place where we can believe him for what he says and who he says he is and the things that he said that he would do for us. It reads, uh, God is not a man. He should lie. Either son of man, he should repent, he has said, and shall he not do it? There it is about his character. He has spoken, basically, and he's given his word, and will he not keep his word? This, um, it says, or, or has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? So, God um, is not a man. I want you guys to think about that for a minute. God is not man. In the book of um, Isaiah, we see, and I've, uh, we've been through this particular scripture together um, several times, and, um, but it's uh, very important we understand this. In Isaiah chapter 55, it talks about um, what God's word does, and uh, he is not a man. God is not a man. And I want you guys to really understand and get that drop into your spirit. And it uh, says in, in uh, Isaiah 55, verse 11, and let's go and read that scriptures so that you and I can see um, what it says. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, it shall accomplish which I please. It shall prosper in the thing whether I send it. God is not a man. He said, my word I send out out of my mouth. The Bible is God's word that he has sent out of his mouth. All those promises that I talked to you about are God's word. God is not a man. So, uh, uh, this concept that uh, uh, because we tend to, I believe we, we, we tend to look at God as a man and we don't get the understanding 
that he is not a man, that he should lie. Um, Job 22, 28. Uh, let's take a look at that. It says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. And that is the power of the person to decree. And that's talking about you and I. That's about you and I have that power in Job 22, 28. Jesus makes a statement in John chapter 6, verse 63. He says, the words that I speak, they are spirit and life. So uh, we see that words that we speak are entities, spirit and life. These are uh, uh, things that are here to help us accomplish what God wants us to do. Uh, Jesus tells us, we uh, read in the Bible where it says Jesus said that he went down into to hell. He made an open show of uh, Satan to all the demons, all the evil spirits, everyone. He made a show, open show to him about everyone that was being held. And he stripped them of all of his power that he had. Power that he had. He had all those power when he took that uh, when he received our father um, and mother in Genesis. So that power was stripped of him. And uh, Jesus comes and he says, now all power is given to me. All authority has been given unto me. And then he turns and says, now you go. So what did he do? He transferred that power into you and I for us to go and do greater things than what he did. He did a lot of stuff because the Bible says if they did not books enough to contain all the things that he did. So um, we're focusing on this concept that God is not a man. Job chapter 38, um, God asked a statement about, um, you know, there he's talking to Job as Job and his friends come and visit and uh, 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 begins to to question Job as to where was he when the earth was being formed? Where, where you know, which is a great question because I guess we kind of uh, kind of think that uh, you know God is somewhere up in the sky, this guy with a red white beard, and he's not interested um, in our life. But the Scripture tells us different, and uh, it is we have to switch our mind. He says. I know the plans that I have to you, plans to give you long life and to prosper you. So if that's his plan for us, why are we confessing something else? Because the principle is this, we believe and therefore we speak. And, uh, and that's why I'm trying to show you, I'm trying to open this door of uh, faith is so that you can see it and be mindful how you behave and what you say, and uh, it, it once you become aware of it, then your life begins to change. So, as we read in uh, Job thirty-eight uh, verses four um, to seven, it says, "Where were thou when I laid the foundation of the earth? Where, if thou hast understanding, who has laid the measures thereof? Thou knowest." Who has stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundation thereof fastened? And who laid cornerstones thereof? When the morning stars sang together, 
all the sons of God shouted for joy. So this is a glimpse of uh, when the God created the earth. This was the first creation of the earth. And um, sons of God being uh, the angels, the morning stars, they sang together, the scripture says, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. This was the very first creation of the planet Earth. This in Genesis chapter, this, this is Genesis chapter 1. Uh, Genesis chapter uh, 1 and 3, and this, when God said, is a recreation of the Earth after a catastrophe. That catastrophe the fall of the angels and the time of the angels. And I actually did um, uh, a study on that, and I'll go into that at another time. Uh, that was the first world that was created, then the destruction with the angels at their time, and uh, recreation of the earth, because um, uh, uh, the Bible tells us that God created the earth to be inhabited by man. And so, um, so God begins to ask these questions. Where were you? And I did all of this stuff. And I created the, the heavens and the earth. Um, God is not a man. So I'm trying to bring that principle to you because he said in the scripture, he said, if I say it, it's going to happen. Because why am I doing this? I'm trying to get you to understand God is not a man. Uh, the scripture tells us that he will never change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, so if he is the same God that created this earth and called those things that are not as though they were, as he mentioned in uh, Romans, then you and I have to uh, get the understanding that God is not a man. Abraham had to face that thing. And so what was the conclusion of everything with Abraham. It says that he believed God was able to perform his word. So this woman with the issue of blood, she heard that Jesus uh, uh, is healing, and it says faith comes that way. So let's take this example with this woman. It says faith comes by hearing. So she spent her money. She's in desperation. She heard. And, and so the entrance of faith comes to her. She heard a story about this man, Jesus. Now she makes a decision within herself. She heard that he is healing people. So she now, her faith, her belief, and says, we believe, therefore we speak. So she said within herself. She said, she spoke. Within herself, she said it deep in her spirit. All I need to do is touch him. So I'm trying to um, build this image of God. He's not a man. He is someone who the scripture says, as I read to you, that uh, he said he will perform his word. And I took you to uh, Numbers and show you. It says... Um, that he is not a man that he shall lie. If he said it, he's going to do it. And um, I took you to Isaiah, and I showed you where he says. I think, let me take you back to that scripture in Numbers. Because I, I need you to, to get this to set into your spirit, because it's very important. 
from where we're going to build to and go to. Because um, our uh, this this continuation of the series is to show you the words that we spoke are the same words that you are going to speak into your situation. You're going to find those words. I want to show you the power of those words. And so that you will see, it says, God is not a man. God is not a man. He should lie. Neither the Son of Man, he should repent. As he said, and shall he not do it? Or has he spoken? And shall he not make it good? So Abraham comes to the realization. And I took Isaiah 55 to show you the, the surety of his word. He says, my words are sure. Um, uh, when I speak them, they go and do what I say I send them to do. And so I wanted to show you guys that um, God's uh, character is... Um, tells us that in Romans 4.21, after it says, uh, let me take, start you at uh, 20, it says, Abraham, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. What promise? God's word. God says to him, to Sarah, you guys are going to get pregnant and have a child. 39 and 100 years old and stuff like that. And, and, and God waited until they were out of their ability weren't young, they were old people, as, as we say. He waited until they were out of their ability so much so that they can't claim that they did it. So we saw earlier in their life that they tried to help him out, and they created Ishmael. They brought in a, uh, someone, to see, we're still thinking within their ability. And it's not within your ability, it's outside of your ability. Then when you begin to step outside of your ability, you have to trust in the Lord. The scripture says, trust in the Lord. These are, these are things that you and I have to become. And so Abraham, it says, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. These are our enemies of our faith. He was strong in faith. How was he strong in faith? Give glory to God. Verse 21 says, and being fully persuaded that he had promised that he was able to perform what he was promised. At that point, the scripture says, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. So Abraham had to become fully persuaded that God was a God of character, that he is a God that keeps his word. God is not a man. Isaiah 55, 11 states that if I speak something, whatever I say is going to accomplish what I said it would. So you and I are going to embark on this series about creating with our mouth. Mark 11, 23 uh, talks about, um, uh, let me take you to that. And so that you can see, we're going to take this particular scripture and we're going to go after all the things that we want, that you want in your life. And um, we will show you the principle that Jesus is talking about here. And um, uh, 
it talks about in Mark 11, 22, and Jesus answering and said unto them, have faith in God, or in other words, what he says, have the God kind of faith, stuff that created the earth. Because when God spoke about his character, he is not a man that he should lie. He released the power of faith and he spoke. So when he spoke, he knew what he spoke was going to come to pass because he is not a man. He is not a man. So have faith in God. Truly I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. That's where um, you know, the enemies of our faith, it's one of the enemies of our faith. But not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things that he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Scripture, again, the principle is that we believe, and therefore we speak. woman with the issue of blood, she believed that this man, Jesus, is the answer to her situation. It says, she said within herself, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, because you're praying, saying things, believe that you have received them, you shall have. Why do you believe what you have? Because the principle is believe and therefore we speak. What will you be speaking about? You'll be speaking about the things that you want. And so uh, this particular uh, podcast was just a simple introduction. Um, let's go into the, uh, the book of Genesis. I wanted to show you the principles that we are going to be looking at in the um, in this study, so that you and I can receive uh, our promise from God. I'm continuing this. Um, I started with the life of Abraham, but I want to go into some of the stories, into the scriptures, and show you examples of people getting what they wanted from God by using their faith and by confession in what they want. Because the principle says we believe and therefore we speak. So we have to work on our belief system. We have to first realize that the character of God, the person of who he is, is that he is not a man. He is not a man. He does not lie. So every word that he says about your situation is the truth. Your situation is temporal. I have a saying that I always tell people, don't make your desperation, but let it make you desperate. Because at that point is where you lose it. And you, you started doing stuff like what Abraham and Sarah did with Hagar. Because their desperation made them desperate. They stepped out from walking by faith, began to do things on their own ability, and he got into trouble. So we are now going to look in Genesis, and we're going to see in Genesis chapter 3, uh, chapter 1, verses 3, the recreation of this earth um, because of what it, the damage that took place after the fall of the angels. Um, Jesus makes a statement, he says, 
I saw Lucifer falling like a like a, like lightning. So there was a battle in the heavens, and uh, a third of the angels hit the planet. Um, if you see him coming down like a lightning, whereas he had it hitting, and lightning hits the planet. So a third of an angel hit this all over the place, and they had a battle with when when Michael the archangel took them out, and so. Uh, that's another study that we'll, we'll, I'll do later. But um, I want to go and take you to the subject of creation because the Bible says that we ought to be like God, we ought to imitate God. Um, so, how did He create or recreate this earth? In Genesis chapter 1, uh, verses 3, it says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. I believed, therefore he spoke. There be light, and there was light. And the second principle, and God saw that the light, it was good, and God divided light from the darkness. And God saw. Verses 5, God called light, and the darkness. And so, uh, verses 6 says, and God said, and so, the principle of creation is God saying. Romans 10.10, 10, I mentioned to you, we believe and therefore we speak. Hebrews 12.2, the principle of seeing. Um, let me show you the reason why Jesus stayed on the cross. Because uh, they would ask him if he was son of God, you know, come down and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, but Jesus had other plans, and the plans that he had was you and I. He actually saw us, and um, that's what kept him up there. It wasn't uh, all this crazy stuff that uh, we, you know, there was a definite reason why he gave his life up. And uh, let me show you something, this principle about seeing it, seeing what you're asking for. Um, the prodigal son could see the, his father's house and for the food, and he said, with, he said, he said he had his revelation. With the issue of blood, she had her revelation about who Jesus was. The, the prodigal son has a revelation about his father and that he, his servants eat better. And based on that, he began to step out. So, in Hebrews 12, 2, it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. There it is. Looking unto Jesus, the author, and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy was set before him. He saw that joy that was set before him endured cross. And so, uh, the woman with the issue of blood, the joy that was set before him, before her, what joy? Joy of her healing. She was broke. She spent all the money she had. She saw herself. She said, I don't need to talk to him. I don't need to see him. I don't need to do any of that. What I do need is just to touch him, because I heard that he's a healer. 
So we're going to look at the principle of seeing yourself uh, uh, with your desired uh, um, outcome so that you can so you begin to see it. You're now not looking at it with natural eyes. Uh, you're seeing it with your spiritual eyes. And scripture says, Jesus says, let those that have ears hear. What do you mean, Jesus? You had, you're standing around people, uh, hundreds and thousands of people there. Everybody has ears. But he's talking about something else. Those who have ears, let them hear. And so um, my belief is that you and I have to become desperate. I always tell people some of us have to go eat with the pigs so that we can get our revelation within that place so that we can get our victory. Um, Romans 4.19, this is calling those things that are not as though they were. The third principle, called and God called. Romans 4.19 says we're calling those things that are not as though they were. So the initial thing is that we speak, we call it, we said. I, 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 um, you know, you believe in God for your healing or whatever. Let's take this topic. And you begin to study the word. You begin to take scriptures out of the Bible that deals with healing. You know, talks about, for by his stripes ye are healed. And all these things. Isaiah said we, that uh, we are healed in um, uh, uh, the New Testament. It says we, we, we were healed. So it, it, the tense is that you've already been healed. So then we have to apply those principles to get the healing. And the woman it says that she heard. So go into the scriptures. Gather um, uh, uh, the words about your situation. You know there are scriptures about anxiety and, and all the things that we, diseases that we, we uh, um, take pills for. They're, they're the answers in the word. Um, for mental disease, the answers in the word, we have the mind of Christ. It speaks to every single disease that you and I have. And so we have to find the word, his word, because God is not a man. We have to find his words because Isaiah said his words, when released into your situation, will perform exactly what God said he would do. God is not a man. So uh, uh, find his word. Find his word on your situation. And bring it before him. And shake it in front of his face. I tell you, my mother was this, was this little, you know, she's passed. She's gone to the Lord now. But she was, she's the smallest in the family. But I'll tell you what, the power that she had in prayer and in our life, you wouldn't believe what I'm talking about. Um, uh, I remember she used to tell us about dirty, hairy prayers. She would pray for us, and these dirty, hairy prayers, she calls it. And she would tell the Lord to dangle us over hell so that we would get our lives right. And um, all kinds of other imagery that she tells us that she prayed. But this woman would take the Word of God, and I've seen her a million times with that Bible shaking it at God and yelling at him. But you promised me, you told me that if I put my faith and she would stay with him and you said that you would do this, your word says you're not a liar, your word that she would bring that to him. And of course there is opposition. 
And when you are doing this, the woman with the issue of blood opposition, she was going against the crowd. Um, Abraham had opposition, his age and Sarah's age, but both of them believing God began to to uh, partake of intimacy and being intimate. And she got pregnant. And today you and I are watching the seed of Abraham every day, people, every day. We're watching uh, the Jewish nation. We're watching men and women on the earth. We, we, we are watching it. So we have no excuses. God is not a man. I really want to bring that apart to you guys, that God is not a man. So that uh, you can rest assured that you promise will be given to you because God is not a man. And um, because he's not a man, he says, I will, you know, my character is that if I said it, I'll do it. Abraham came to that realization and he became righteous. He became a man of faith. And until you and I see that I've come to that realization, we will never get what we need. But um, I want to close with this saying, reading the scripture in Ephesians uh, chapter 1, uh, verses 16. Paul makes a statement to the Ephesian church, and I make a statement that believing the same for each and every uh, visitor, uh, those that are here listening to me and following me at this site. My prayer is this, uh, to cease not to give thanks to you for making mention you in, in, in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, we give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his call and what the riches of his glory, of his inheritance to the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us words, to you and I, believe according to the working of his mighty power. Let me, let me keep reading this thing. So, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and mights and dominion, every name that is named, not only in this world, also in that which to come, and has put all things under his feet, and has given him to be the head over all things pertaining to the church which is his body. So we are his body. Jesus is the head. Fullness of him that filleth all in all. You and I are sitting far above all principalities and powers, dominion, power, every name, cancer, migraine, every name that is named, uh, heart disease, um, whatever name that is named, Jesus has power over all of that. And he has released that power in you and I. So I pray today that you would exercise your authority in the name of Jesus and take that authority begin to act. Until next time, peace, peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ.
Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming by. Please subscribe, and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. You can do this by hitting the heart button. Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.